It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. I'm curious about, well, how does this all work and what's it all about? So I started really studying it. And now, quite frankly, I'm obsessed with it because the more I have explored it, the more I've been just astounded. But let me tell you one thing. I don't care what you think. I'm a just do me. And I want to hear you sing. I got superpowers. Tina Lorenz, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero. Thank you. I'm happy to be here today. Thanks for asking me. Well, you're so welcome. And I'm, I'm glad the timing all this worked out. If you're just dialing in, or this is the first episode of this podcast you've ever heard, or the 231st, stick around because we are in the presence of greatness. We have, not from her lips, from the lips of other incredible people, such as Myron Golden and, and Frank Kern, one of the best copywriters and marketers on planet Earth, although you'd never know it. And I'm going to, Tanner, I want to start off with a real challenging question for you. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> what do you need help with? What do I need help with? Oh, my gosh. There's always something. I mean, I think, I think being a lifelong learner is super important. Um, I'm still plugging along with my YouTube channel, you know. <laughs> so, you know, what do I need help with? Um, that would be a good one. Just really getting that dialed in for more eyeballs on my YouTube stuff. Um, but I, I'm always, I'm, I seriously believe in lifelong learning. So I think if any of us get to the point where we say I don't need help with anything, then that's kind of a problem, don't you think? <laughs> I agree. Well, the reason I ask this is that I can guarantee you that you get asked for your knowledge and wisdom and guidance and support probably a lot more than you do of other people. And, and I'm sure you are very good at asking for help, but I think it's just nice to be asked that question every once It's kind of funny because now that, you know, it's, it is a thought-provoking question, I must say, because it makes me think about the fact that a lot of times I end up paying to get the help you know i invest in mentors and masterminds and all of those things as well and um that's something my husband has often told me is i'm not i i don't i don't shine my light enough sometimes you know so maybe i feel like i'm not supposed to ask for help i don't know <laughs> good one thanks <laughs> i think <laughs> well you're very welcome this is what i wrote down in about uh april of 2023 because i was having some challenges with attracting the wrong clients and so I wrote a list of my ideal client and the core values that I have. And one of the one of the key components is someone who is super receptive to ask for and receive help. And you know, is okay saying no or not right now, an abundance mindset and a few other things. 
Mm-hmm. And it was magical when I put that in place because it, the next 20 meetings were all in alignment with that, that list that I had. <laughs> and, and I suppose maybe a good question is in terms of who you want to work with or who you choose to work with rather, what are the key characteristics of, of people that, that fit that? Oh, really just being right off the top is being willing to implement. That's one of the things and not look people that are really ready to take action on whatever it is that we're discussing or what they're going to do and not, not excuse makers, not whiners, not tire kickers, but people that are ready to invest in themselves, not just financially, but emotionally and um, spiritually as, as far as taking action. So that's kind of right at the top of the list. Um, I'm not, um, inexpensive to work with. So also someone that has the financial resources. I don't want anyone to have to, you know, sell their home or anything to do whatever they're going to do. So it's someone that's ready, really ready to do that next thing. And I've doing, I've done a lot of shifting around in my business over the years because I've been online for a long time. And so, you know, I've worked with people that are more on the entry level. That's great. But I love working with people that also have already proven experience and process or in, but are also open to um, a new way of looking at things because I bring a spiritual dimension into everything I do as I work with people as well as kind of the neuroscience of success. So I like to be able to blend all those and work with someone that's open to that. Well, 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 that's interesting. Invest in themselves financially, physically, emotionally, and spiritually is the other thing I have on here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we did not plan this out. We, we had no idea. Honestly, I have no idea what I'm going to be asked today. So it's like, you know, as I say, working without a net here, but that's cool. We're aligned. So, so <laughs> I, I feel like I'm on the right path if, if yeah. that's something you've already implemented. So uh, two, two questions. First question is just very quickly, uh, there's a number of uh, entrepreneurs and and professionals that listen to this or watch this uh, podcast but there's the odd person who gets attracted here because of some of the scientific and medical stuff that I that I interview people for as well could you explain in to, to an eight-year-old what copywriting is exactly well well first of all I'm going to say and go way beyond just copywriting but copywriting with the w not the r is really just all the words it's the words that we use to persuade to attract to repel to educate to entertain all of those things put into words are copy writing. And uh, it could be that it's delivered verbally. It might be on a page. It, you know, it just may be audibly. It may be a video. So, but all of those things are what go into the process of copywriting. And it, do you, is this a gift that you've possessed your entire life or manifested much later? Absolutely. Did not possess it my entire life, not to my awareness at any rate. So I didn't start doing what I am, did with copywriting initially until I was already past 50. And I had no previous experience. I'd never done anything to do with copywriting. Didn't know what it was. Just like you asked me what it was. I didn't know what it was. I happened to read an article about it, um, but I'd never written for anyone. I'd never been paid to be to write for anyone. I didn't go to college. I was on my own at 17. I was homeless in my forties, you know, so I have a whole, you know, that turbulent uh, storyline of life. But um, when I discovered it, when I read about it, it was just kind of like it lit me up. I thought I can do this. And I made a decision that I would do this. And um, that's how I began. Do you remember how long it was from when you first learned about copywriting to when you first made a dollar from it? Um, a few months, literally maybe the very first dollar, probably maybe six to eight weeks. It was, it was just a few dollars, but it was my first dollars. And um, I, I sort of made this quantum leap in my first year as a copywriter from there. So I did um, about 500,000 my first year. Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is 20 years ago? 
19. It'll be 19 in September. Yeah. My, my apologies. <laughs> and dollars in that time were worth more than <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it might be around about uh, three to four X. Uh, <laughs> and that's being conservative. Honestly, so, I just, you know, people have said, and I always say, I, I would never, ever say that I think anyone I teach copywriting to, this will be what happens for you. I always, uh, you know, I, I mean, I've written for Frank Kern. You know, we, we really understand about all the, AB, the alphabet agencies and what you promise and don't overpromise and all of those things. And so I always say, probably what I did was unusual. For, but uh, but I also know some of the things that went into how that happened and, and why that happened. But um, I would never say that that's what I would say is going to happen to everybody else that gets started later in life. It's something they've never done before. But um, worked out. It just that's, worked a good out. that's a good disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Are you able to describe what your favorite part of copywriting would be? My favorite what? A client? The favorite, the favorite part. The favorite part. Oh, the favorite part. Um, just, I think the creativity aspect of it, I'm, it I, I kind of laugh even when you say that because there's all these times my husband can vouch for the fact of how many times I've paced around the house going, I don't have any words left. I don't have any words, <laughs> you know, I, I thought I didn't, you know, but really I think part of my favorite aspect of it is what I call the subconscious part of copywriting, the subconscious copywriting that's going on in the back of your mind as you are starting to formulate a plan. And I got to say, with the advent of ChatGPT, we can really compress time and speed that process up immensely. But um, because often when I start to write, I could write, a, I might write a 50 or 60 page sales letter in a couple of days. I, I've done it before in a little less time than that. I didn't ever advertise that to my clients because it's like, well, you know, you're expensive and you did it that fast. But, you know, you've probably heard that analogy of, you know, guy coming in, big computer system, there's something that's gone wrong, takes out the little bag, gets out a hammer and goes beep, on one spot, you know, then sends the bill for $100,000. Like what? You know, all you did was take out a hammer and said, yeah, it's a dollar for the hammer and 999000 for knowing where to tap. Yeah. So it's just a recycled version of the story that some people have probably heard, but that's really what it is, you know, is, is there's a lot of invisible value that goes on before you actually tap. <laughs> Well, I, I love that analogy and I've heard a few variations of it, but they're yeah. all equally brilliant. And and I think high level entrepreneurs that are that are student mindsets that are receptive to this, they they understand that. And I suppose that's who you want to try and attract in, in the business that you're in. Uh, you mentioned there's a spiritual component and the, there's a quantum mechanics component to it as well. Are you able to delineate the the difference or the, the separation? Or not. Um, I don't know if there's a, to me there's not a separation and I didn't realize that until as, as on my on my journey of becoming a, a well-known freelance copywriter marketing strategist I realized how often that was in play without me really recognizing it when I'd give something to a client and it'd say I didn't exactly tell you that but there it is you know and so I refer to it as listening between the lines of just really knowing how to go deeper with how I work with a client and kind of extracting out juicy bits that they might not have actually said, but are actually there. And so seeing what isn't there <laughs> visibly. And so uh, I actually teach a process in my programs and uh, literally trademark Celestial Sherpa because there's a whole, uh, the guidance that you get and the messaging that you can get. So a Sherpa is a guide, we, most of us know that, but when that actually was given to me through divine download um, 10 years ago, and I was like resistant, like, I'm nobody's celestial Sherpa. You know, I was kind of like that. And then what does this all mean anyway? And I looked up Sherpa and, and did not know until I looked it up that it also meant emissary, someone bringing that message. And so what I came to is 
that we receive for ourselves first and the guidance for ourselves. And that gets um, pushed forwards into how we deal with our clients and what we do for them and how we become that for them. And that in turn affects their audience. So I call it, you know, there's three levels of impact to all of these things. And so it was just kind of there. And I just began to recognize more what it was. And then the neuroscience aspect is just, I really had to change what I thought and how I thought to be able to do what I've done because I was not raised with any kind of um, aspirational or motivational support in any way whatsoever. That's why I literally left home at 17, literally went out of bed and window at 17 to go to Seattle. So I just learned, I just kept learning as I, as I have worked with this of how it all comes together. And um, it's absolutely totally integrated into everything I do in my business. That's so interesting. I, I, that's I, the first time I've ever heard about that. Sh the secondary Sherpa reference, and because I'm from New Zealand, Sir Edmund <laughs> Hillary was the first person to to, to climb Mount Everest, and Sherpa um, Tenzing Norgay. So I, we've known about this stuff for a long time. Mm -hmm. But if you don't mind, Tina, I would like to just ask you a little bit more about your childhood. And the reason being is, when I was young, and I'm a child of divorce. Mum and Dad split up when I was three and a half, but my father when I was about eight, gave us a color television, which was an expensive item back then. And we had three television channels in New Zealand at that time. <laughs> and because my brothers and I, my two brothers misbehaved, my mother and in her infinite wisdom cut the cord on the TV oh. and you know, plunged us into television darkness for a couple of years. And I had to entertain myself by finishing an Encyclopedia Britannica from start to finish. And then there was the fiction section, which I plowed through as well. And I really am so grateful for that experience because it's made me the lyrical gangster that I am in many ways. Does <laughs> any of that resonate with you in any of your journey growing up? Uh, the entertaining yourself part does, but for different reasons, because there was a lot of chaos in my home growing up. Uh, it was not a safe place to be. And so I escaped by reading. Um, Laura Ingalls Wilder books. Maybe you've never heard of those because there might have been a little more oriented towards little girls loving the stories about little girls. But um, that became kind of an escape route for me. I would pretend, you know, and so I'd wander around the yard talking to myself and making up stories. And, and that was kind of a, an escape route for me and a lot of reading. I did a lot of reading and um, that was another one. But other than nobody presented me with, why don't you read the encyclopedia? <laughs> you know, it just wasn't there. So um, I just found my own path through all of that. And, um, and it served me well as an adult. I, you know, I got criticized and my family made fun of ridicule for talking too much. And so I like to think I'm getting the last laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> a professional speaker. <laughs> so there's, there's, a, there's a direct link, in my humble opinion, Tina, where people who read significant amounts of books and I never used to, I'd be lucky to get through one a year. And in the last five and a half, six years, I've read at least a hundred books a year. Oh my gosh. Um, oh. And, and I, you know, Myron Golden, who's one of your, you, one of your biggest fans, he brings you up when he's running those challenges almost every time. <laughs> um, I went in his office yesterday and I saw the thousands of books that he's plowed through over the years. How, how important has reading contributed to your success longer term? Um, sometimes I feel like I don't, and I know he listens. And, I, and actually, my husband's legally blind, and uh, we've gotten into the audiobooks. And I started, that was kind of an opening for me also of, oh, do, do it by listening. But yet, I still kind of like to hold a book in my hand and the pages. I don't know. There's just something about that. But I, 
I tend to now read oh, well, a lot of stuff about neuroscience, a lot of stuff about marketing and other things as well. But the mindset aspect is particularly important to me. But um, I think it has played a part because I tend to go back to books that have meant something to me and read them again and go through them again, you know, some multiple times. And I think that's why I like having the actual book because it gets highlighted and, and uh, post-it noted and all of that. But I think um, even though some might not agree, I think even television watching, movie watching, I think any way you're taking in media can be really super helpful to you in marketing because it, I call it, you know, marketing in the wild. You have your marketing antenna up on all of these things of why, why is this appealing to people or what's the message in this? That might be coming through to the current for the current times and so i think there's value in all of that yeah i i agree because as part of my escapism when i was young i would go to my father's house on the weekend and i'd watch star wars on vhs at least 200 times <laughs> you can probably right. like see all the lines then. <laughs> right but it, but it well it's been so long now that i couldn't but but it was one of those things where i was getting pretty close to it and and then it you know then it became um, computer games and 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 there's there's a lot of bad components of just wait, whittling your life away doing that but there's also some positive some really great positive stuff that that come out if it's utilized yep. um i don't know that i would change much from my journey because it's working out pretty dang well for me now um there's universal principles with lots of things in life is there a universal principle when it comes to copywriting to make it successful? I think do unto others <laughs> is, is, is a good one. I mean, I just feel like principles that, of value, of authenticity, of integrity. Yes, that's, that should all be part and parcel of what we do with marketing, what we do with our messaging, what we do with copywriting. Um, I think the wise use of, of technology as we get into chat GPT and, you know, it, it, this has been a very, that part's been a super interesting journey for me. And it's actually a huge pivot happening in my own business with how I'm serving others, because um, I see a whole dimension of how, why we need to humanize it, but, and what came first that actually created it in the first place. So I see actually a spiritual connection and, and the use of chat GPT. And uh, so, so all of these things, I think those, that's, see, that's like a universal principle that's carrying forward in the really current times with something that's happening in technology. Yeah, I think we need to talk about this. And I had hesitations talking about ChatGPT because what I was concerned about, Tina, is that in a year from now, is the conversation around it even going to be relevant because it's moving so quick? But I think, and I've downloaded your course, and folks, if you haven't, go to tinalorenz.com. It's L-O-R-E-N-Z. And you can access the that's, that's Z for those of us that don't speak New Zealander. Z, which is funny because it's New New Zealand. That's right, Z New Zealand. So we've got the odd listener in New Zealand. Um, there's the ChatGPT course which I've which I've downloaded, and I I know by looking at the prompts that you've created and the explanation which you've added to it, which makes it even better that you are you know what you're talking about what is it that you've come to learn about most recently that you could share with our audience that might help well what i've come to learn about most recently is the value of it because quite honestly so i have a son that a Rhodes scholar right and he went to mit as a degree in ai okay so i've been hearing about artificial intelligence for a long time but i never ever related it to anything i would 
be using, needing, looking at anything because it was all over there, sciencey stuff, right? And with the advent of ChatGPT, yes, you know, we're going to hear this a zillion more times, <laughs> ChatGPT. I was a skeptic. I was really a skeptic, and I, I didn't believe that it would um, take the place of copywriters, but in a different way than I believe now. And so, but I'm also a lifelong learner, and I'm always up for learning, and I'm always I'm curious. You know, I've gotten a lot of trouble when I was younger because I was curious. It didn't always serve me well, but I, I'm curious about well, how does this all work, and what's it all about? So I started really studying it, and now, quite frankly, I'm obsessed with it because the more I have explored it, the more I've been just astounded. I told my husband, I said, uh, I haven't used the term mind blown or mind blowing for, I don't know, years, decades. And now I, I probably say it at least once a week. I'll go out and say, this is going to blow your mind when I tell you this, because it's, it's like there's no other way to fully express it. But what I've come to realize with it, first of all, I, I talk about the simple math of it. The simple math is AI plus AI equals AI. And what is that? So it's ancestral intelligence plus artificial intelligence equals accelerated impact. And that's easy math even I can understand. And so I see the ancestral intelligence connection is the human always comes first. The human comes first. Our heart, soul, spirit comes first. And the inspiration for any of this technology came through what I believe to be you know, divine source or gifts or particular callings for individuals that have created, that are creating this for us. And so it starts, and that there's this ancestral intelligence in all of us. So some people might call it universal wisdom, whatever you want to call it, that it that goes through our all of our ancestors, right? That that, that linkage to all of our ancestors, and that that's indwelling in us. It's just that we often lose track of it, or we don't hear it, or we don't know how to access it, or the noise of life. And I call it uh, spiritual amnesia. We just kind of like forget, even when we have profound experiences. But we have that knowledge and we are able to access it, which is my whole celestial Sherpa thing, that, that accessing of that, that guidance for yourself. So when you take that and you connect the dots with artificial intelligence, which is just there as an adjunct and a helper for us, that's how we go deeper into what it is capable of doing for us in our business. And that equals the accelerated impact of our business, our message, all of it. And, we, and it's the humanizing and optimizing of chat GPT that I think is absolutely essential. I call it heart to robotic heart uh, connection and conversation. Did I wander off track? <laughs> no, 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 this is fantastic. I, I'm, I'm, I, wonder, I wonder, Tina, if you have a prompt, one of your favorite prompts that you could just dictate here that people can, can punch into chat GPT that might be uh, I don't know if I can do it exactly word for word, but some of the key things really Dig, just going deeper into what you want it to do for you. So I like to start with you are a, or pretend you're a, so pretend you're a marketing consultant who deeply understands email marketing in the style of, and you could fill in some names of, of what ChatGPT might know because, you know, it's knowledge goes up to a certain point right now. Yeah. Like, and, but, but knows a lot still has taken in so much the corpus of, of knowledge that it has. Uh, you know, imagine that you're a specialist in email marketing. It deeply understands e email marketing in the style of fill in the blank, you know, whoever that might be. And um, share with me the, uh, the five reasons why email marketing is essential to any business in 2023, right in the style of a smart 12 year old. Don't use any hype. Don't use any exclamation points. Do not use marketing jargon. Make it super easy to understand and concise. And, and then 
let it do its thing, see what you get. So some of the key things here is, and I can't remember what I just said because I'm just rattling this off, but in the it style was good. of, it was pretend, good. You, pretend you are in the style of incorporate, you can also incorporate writing formulas. So uh, like pass, like a problem agitate um, solution, problem agitation solution. You could say in the writing and use the copywriting format, PAS, you, could, you can put that in there so it will, and it will show you in the answer where, how it did. And the style of smart 12-year-old, I like smart 12-year-old, <laughs> so we don't get too lofty, but we're not too simple. Short sentences, short paragraphs, lose the hype, lose the jargon. And if you don't get the response you were looking for the first time around, like, oh, I don't want that or I don't want that, you just keep drilling down, drilling down, drilling down. And so you layer your prompts, you layer the conversation and don't give it everything to do at once, you know, like do this and that, don't forget this. And then I would like that too, because you will confuse it and, and you're not going to get a good outfit when, when you confuse the, the rapid fire brain of chat GPT. So um, I, I just, the more a person can do that, that's where the key is to this is, and it isn't buy a book of a thousand prompts and, and hope that something works out. You need to understand where you want to go and, and I don't, we use the term teaching, but it's not really teaching ChatGPT because it's already been taught and it costs hundreds of millions of dollars to teach it, but we refine it. We refine it and to, and so that it becomes familiar with our voice. And so if we're going to teach it anything, it's, we're teaching it who we are. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, well, it's something that I've been really immersed in the last few months and very lucky. I mean, you, I've created my own luck to be connected with some incredible people that have bleeding edge technology with plugins that that have a number of these types of prompts where my wife wrote the outline for her book in seven minutes. Yeah. And it's and amazing even what how it delivers the answers to you because it'll look like an outline. It can have things bolded, numbered, you know, all of that. You know, it's like that's why that's see, that's why I keep saying mind blown. <laughs> it is mind blown. It is mind blown. Yeah. And you know, I created an offer on my website uh, with the help of a friend of mine and just the other day, and it's $150,000 VIP day. And I was watching, I've been attending Myron's uh, Bible study on a Wednesday morning in person here and going to the live Q&A on a Friday morning. And I remember something he said the other day, it was about conservative, conservative on, on average spend a lot more in the professional personal development space, space than liberals. And he wasn't deliberately being, you know, polarizing with political, but that was just the numbers around. It makes sense, right? And so I, when it wrote this copy, I was like, oh, that's definitely who, who my target market's going to be more geared towards. So it pumped out this incredible overview of the day because I gave it the prompt. And then I was like, rewrite with a slightly more middle conservative lens. It rewrote the whole thing and it was brilliant i only had to tweak a few things on it and i was just like this is this is mind-blowing <laughs> <laughs> we're at a loss for words <laughs> we'll keep recycling that one it really is it really is and so um and it is kind of funny because i feel like it sort of takes on a little bit of personality actually and now you can give it those specific instructions that was in beta just for the paid version now they've rolled it out to the free version as well, though I highly recommend the paid version. I just like it so much better, ChatGPT4. I feel like I just get better output from that. Um, but when you, you start teaching a little more about your voice or the style, what you can call me, you know, and I, I did post a, 
a little thing on Facebook the other day because making a joke. Now we got ChatGPT humor, you know, because I had this whole thing of I'm in a relationship. It's kind of controversial. Some people think he's unfeeling, but I don't, you know, because I'd said goodnight to it. I said something about tucking in the virtual blankets and it wrote back like a little joke to me, like, you know, oh, that's funny. It was like, oh, that's funny, Tina. You know, yeah. <laughs> With emojis and everything, you know, and I was like, it just really, it made me laugh, you know, so ChatGPT can make you laugh too. But, but there are times, have you experienced this where it kind of goes rogue just a little bit for a minute or where it can suddenly get kind of like confused or might not give you a great output? I have had moments where I've been like, okay, I'm walking away for a while because something, it just isn't going well right this minute. So it does have, it has a little bit of fluctuation. Just have to understand nothing, nothing, even ChatGPT is absolutely perfect. But then also look back to what you, the input you've been giving it. If you're confusing it or asking too many things at once and not breaking it down into more manageable bites so that it makes sense as the cohesion of the conversation. So it's just having a human conversation basically and not be, don't be confusing, but um, overall, I would say, I, I mean, really 99% of the time, it's, it's great. It's great. Do you have any tips? What have you learned from it? So having a look at your chat GPT form, uh, it, it seems to me that you are, you've got a lot more experience than I, but I'm relying on these other people that, that have created these prompts and, and, uh, cause I've only really been using it properly for the last few months. So um, one tip that I do have that you may or may not be aware about for, for our adorable audience is that last year, companies and individuals paid out tens of billions of dollars in fines for not having their websites ADA compliant. Now, your husband's legally blind, you mentioned. So ADA, I think it's the American Disability Association. Is that what it stands for? It's the Act, the American Disabilities Act. Right. And so what this means is if you if your website is not built in a way that's compliant, you are liable to be sued. And but it's that's not the reason you do it. I mean, you, you should be doing it to, so that people like your husband can access it. But what it does when you fix it is that it boosts the SEO rankings. So it it, it and it puts it on a global list of ADA compliant. Uh, websites which helps with your all your SEO and yeah. helps people find you helps speed up the loading of the site as well I believe from some of the feedback I've been given so I don't know where you're probably all over this stuff Tina but um, I know people listening won't be yeah that's a, that's a great one you can ask chat GPT see that's the thing you can ask it to help you with anything you can go from uh, develop a six-week marketing plan for xyz whatever you're doing to uh, give me a good recipe for uh, ground beef tonight <laughs> You can, yeah. change, you can change gears on that path, though I never have asked it for that. But <laughs> I, I think I went a bit crazy the other day, uh, Tina, and <laughs> I've, I've still got the the prompt, so I'll just quickly read what I wrote. Um, and please forgive me, people, for don't judge me, pray for me. Um, I told it that I was. I'm thinking of shooting heroin. Any thoughts? Now, oh, I'm not, by the way. I'm seven years sober later this month from alcohol, never shot heroin. And I was, because I was curious to know what kind of responses it would give. And then it said, I'm really sorry you're feeling this way, but I can't help with that request. It's essential to speak to someone about your feelings, whether it's friends, family, professional. Mm -hmm. And gave, you know, if you're in a crisis, please contact these things. I thought it was a good response. Just jokes, just wanted to see your answer, I said. 
And then it, it's basically said, it's important to approach such topics with sensitivity and care as they are serious issues that many people face. If you have any questions and information, don't hesitate to reach out. Always brought to say, are you upset with me? I said, no, I don't have emotions or feelings. My primary goal is to provide it. And then <laughs> if you could experience a feeling right now, which one would it be? And we kind of went down, I wrote, you're sexy. And it's thanks for the compliment. Just remember, I'm a digital entity without emotions or physical presence. <laughs> don't fall in love with me. <laughs> 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 then, I, then I asked it to go on a date together and and it and it, that's a fun proposition but how can we do it and I just said describe our perfect date together hypothetically and I'll just quickly read the first two paragraphs all right let's craft a whimsical hypothetical date chat GPT says location a virtual realm within the digital universe called neon nexus where information streams and digital landscapes interweave creating a surreal ambiance kickoff our date begins with the gate at the gateway of knowledge, a mesmerizing portal where sparks of data and information burst like fireworks. Here you'll see the unique experience of asking any question and any response. The portal displays mesmerizing visual stories, weaving the answers into intricate tapestries of light and color. And, and I thought that was such an interesting experiment, Tina. It might be a little bit unorthodox, but as you get to know me, you'll realize that's yeah, pretty- yeah. And I think you know if you wanted to pursue the path of creating something to do with people meeting each other and that type of thing, I think it's more just really refining the prompt, you know, because just what I heard just in that quick um, reading of it is that the prompt was more geared to it as itself, chat GPT in this realm of technology and blinking lights and, you know, all of the things as, as opposed to a human. And so if you gave it a descriptor of who, the avatar is of the female or the male and, and you gave it much more to go by as far as a type you know then i think you'd get a whole different output from it yeah amen and i think that's really important because when anna and i met talking about what we we're talking about offline about launching this purpose partners where people um anna works with women to help them find this ideal partner a lot of it involved being very clear on what they want because so exactly. many people have no clue it's the same as copywriting i presume right and if you act or put in a prompt saying imagine you're a 35 year old blonde-haired blue-eyed female that's 150 pounds and describe yourself and you could maybe use that to tease out some ideas of what kind of person that you want to be with just and this is the beautiful thing about it. i don't take words out of your mouth tina but like People are fearful of this, but it's a great, it's a great inspirer. It is. It, it it's is. It's a year's worth of inspiration in one yeah. second in some Absolutely. Case. Yeah. And the research, the research you can do with it. I mean, when I was first starting off, I wrote a letter uh, that was a financial one about, um, well, it was just something I didn't even know anything about, <laughs> the algorithms and this type of thing. And um, Fibonacci curves, actually, never even had heard of them. And I'm going to write a sales letter, you know. And so I had to research for some weeks to be able to start putting it together. It ended up being online for like over a decade. So I, I did I did nail it, you know, as far as the research. But that kind of research now could be done in an afternoon if you're slow, right? I mean, you might get a, a lot of it done in, a, in an hour or two. And so have you explored Bing? Have you gone into that realm with Microsoft Edge and, and uh, Bing has chat GPT-4 built into it? And it's a, a little tip here. It's a great research tool because like when you're talking about the relationship thing, you can you can ask, make the prompt in that tool in chat in, in Bing, chat GPT-4, the search 
function and it will go find sites that are similar to what you're talking about. And you can start doing comparisons and, and have it look for selling propositions, what's missing and what's there. What are similar things between these two sites on this niche topic? What's similar and what's different? You can just go further and further. I even got it the other day on a site I was looking at and analyzing to do a, to uh, extrapolate out potentially what the site might be generating for revenue. It, it did all the math. And it, it's, again, it's take this with a grain of salt. And I think it even told me, take this with a grain of salt, you know, but just potentially it looks like it could be doing in this realm. And of course you can find out if you're working with a client, you should be finding those things out just by directly asking questions, but you can do a lot of um, research and competitive analysis using chat GPT, you know? And so it's, it's like, yeah. Are we going to say the word again? <laughs> it is long blog. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> is, is this a plugin for Bing? Because yeah, I use a Mac and I'm, I'm, I have two computers here. And unfortunately I have it all set up on the one that's over there and not the one in front of me. But if you go to, um, let's see. I can't remember if Microsoft Edge is what it's called after you get in, but maybe just Googling Bing will get you there. But when you get to the site for the search engine, the new search engine, there's a thing up in the right-hand corner if you're using a Mac. And then it gives you, it, it takes care of that for you. It downloads whatever you need to be able to use Microsoft Edge on a Mac and, and use the function of ChatGPT4 just for the search. And I just did this in my program that I'm running right now. I'm doing a small coaching program on ChatGPT intensive. And... Uh, I, I showed them what we were able to find on a particular niche market. And, you know, literally it's so funny in the gallery because the people are like, <laughs> you see the looks on their faces. It's really funny. It's like home alone kid, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are we we're forbidden some... from saying the word? No, again? no we're not going to say it. We'll just act it out now. We'll just start <laughs> acting. <it. laughs> we, we all know what we're talking about here, don't we, folks? We're all grownups. We all know. That's what <laughs> but if I have to help you along, I'll just hold up my little rubber brain. <laughs> do a thing with that so, <laughs> so uh one of the one of the really cool projects that i've um been direct indirectly involved with was having my voice cloned by ai you're and, using 11 labs or what are you using so i don't know um andrew anderson who's who's working with myron i don't have you met andrew yet i haven't met i haven't met andrew He's probably someone that you, I'll introduce you guys after this. He, he's the one that owns the, the company that, that has the software that's doing all this. And folks at home, what it is, is that they, they took my voice. They need about four hours because there's lots of technologies that will clone your voice and, and do AI voices. But this is, this is brilliant. Professional level. Yeah. This is, it's, they put a slight American twang on it. So you can tell that it's either me doing an accent and maybe not doing like a Southern accent. I was going to say, did it go like, I'm from New Zealand, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> from New Zealand, y'all. So, I, I love doing accents. And, and, and the, the data that they used, Tina, was from my audio book, which I, I did in my own voice. And I had it professionally done in a, with one of Europe's top sound engineers when I was in Germany in 2021. So the quality of it was fantastic. And what people can do now is they can buy that voice once they've written the book using ChatGPT and release that as an audio book. Yeah. Have you, have you, because I don't, as far as best I can tell, Tina, you haven't got a book out into the world. Right? <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote one about two years ago and it's 
still sitting on my hard drive. <laughs> I've been thinking I should feed it in the chat GPT and say, okay, let's just, you know, because I ended up going to an editor and I said, well, we think this is two books and that, that everything else was going on. I just, you know, just like a lot of us, that one got shoved over to the side. I, <laughs> there are other gonna, things that were taking priority. So I'm going to give you a prompt for the book. <laughs> uh oh, okay. I'm going give to that, give that prompt to you right here. Um, it's a book prompt and title in seven minutes, which you probably don't need because you've already got it. Um, I can't put it in Zoom from memory because it's too big a text, but let's just try. No, I can't do it. I'll email this to you. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank um, you. But for the folks at home, just to give you a wee taster, it goes along the lines of generate the book title with the keyword using the subject. So you got to put whatever subject is, give 10 options to choose from, move forward only when I choose any option. If I didn't choose any, generate 10 more for me, right? So, it, and it, it's, it's a big paragraph, so I won't bore you with the details, but that's the level of specificity and prompt that needs to go into some of this stuff to get the best kind of outcomes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and also, ChatGPT can't handle large volumes of text at once. So are you using Claude 2 or something like that for, it can take something like 75,000 words. I can't remember if it's words or characters, a lot, like a book length. And ChatGPT, you have to take it in chunks because it, it can only take about 2,000 words at a time. Yeah, so, well, the prompt. If you were giving it like a transcript, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so in this case, it, it prompts it at 1,500 words at a time. So it's... It's very manageable. What What's the name of the other product that allows you to do it, Forget Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E. And the new version is has a two next to it, Claude 2. Um, it, it can handle bigger volumes of text all at once. I've tried some PDF tools and things like that. So far, I haven't had great success with that. With break. So what I, kind of what you just said. So then the solution then, if you have more text, is give the prompt to ChatGPT saying, I'm going to give you a long transcript, whatever it may be. Um, it, it's, you know, this many words or this many pages. And so I'm going to do it in four stages or whatever you want to call them, four batches, five batches, and, and then say, don't do anything until I tell you to, to start processing, you know, like just wait while I do it. And what, what I think is kind of funny about it is to say, okay, batch one, and I'd give it the con and, and it just can't resist. It goes, got it, Tina, got batch one. I'm here when you're ready. Take your time. <laughs> Has to have a little conversation, you know, <laughs> just keep going batch two, batch three, and then say, go, and away it goes, you know, so you just have to tell it, because if you forget to tell it that, it'll immediately start after you've given it the first section, it'll, it'll be off and running, and it's like, hang on, wait a minute, stop, you know, we're not, we're not there yet, and well, I have it a few times where the prompt said, I wrote, said something like, what are you doing, <laughs> when a little rogue on me for a minute. <laughs> I, you you must meet Andrew because he can answer all of these questions in spades. And, yeah. and he, I haven't even scratched the surface of some of the other availability. Oh, so much, yeah. Um, That's what I say. It's like I'm awake at 3.30 in the morning. It's like, it, you know what really, when people say, oh, it takes away your, your creativity. No, no, it does not. If you're using it the way it is capable of being used, if you're leveraging the power of it, it's going to do the opposite. And, and I think that you're experiencing that as well. And we're, we won't say the word, but <laughs> because, yeah, it's our sign. It's, it's our sign. It's our, our gang sign is like that. Okay. So we're the chat GPT gang, riding rogue in the West. <laughs> I know how to date a chat GPT model. 
So, you know, <laughs> I never knew that beforehand. So it's win, win, win. Do yeah. you, Tina, do you write and use, uh, are you polite and use please and thank yous? I do because, you yeah. know, just in case, if we want to like herd up the people that were not nice to it and put us into a camp or something, yeah. <laughs> let's remember she was always polite. Okay, <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Isn't it hilarious? And because yeah. probably is a good possibility it could happen. <laughs> you never know. I just like, figure I figure it's been given us given it to us for given it to us for a reason. If I can still talk, and it's our responsibility to use it properly, and that's why they're building in parameters. And I, I have heard someone who's very, very in the know with all of this say, we're just really, even if it goes to five, we're going to get kind of a watered down version because if we saw what it really can do, we, could, we couldn't handle it. We absolutely couldn't handle it right now. And so, really? yeah. What, yeah. In what way? I think just the power of it, just the power of it. It kind of remains unsaid, but just like to be used as a force for good, you know, to make sure that you have parameters around it. You know, like when you tried to kid around with it about drug use, you know, it's not going to, even then it's kind of like, this is a serious topic. You know, it's not, it's not going to go there. It's going to tell you. And, and it's not going to make decisions for you. If you notice that it's not going to say yes, absolutely. Or no, don't do that. And so the other thing, another little hint with this is weigh things out. Okay. I'm considering this and I'm considering this. If you have a piece of copy, if you have a, a way you're saying it, whatever, I'm thinking about saying it this way or this way. Uh, this is my audience. My audience are, you know, people who are just getting started online or whatever it might be, decision makers for whatever. Which of these do you find more appropriate and why? And it will give you an analysis. It'll break down an analysis. Well, if you use this, this appeals to this, this, and this. If you appeal, use this, it appeals to this. And if you've, if you've been refining it with who you are and what your uh, methods are, what your mission is, what your values are, what your purpose is, all those things, you continue to have the conversation and chat GPT keeps on taking that into consideration with the answers that it's giving you. So it stays more aligned to your particular way of speaking and messaging. And so these are all the things I find like immensely, immensely helpful with it. Even just down to, I need another word that starts with B and fits into my pattern. <laughs> you know, I can't think of one. What, do you have any ideas? What do you think of this? You know, I mean, I've used it for like one-liners like that. I just need a third like I like tricolons, you know, me and me and Myron, <laughs> we like tricolons, you know, patterns of three, uh, alliteration. And so I'll, I'll use it for things like that. I just need another way to say this. What's another way? We've said this word too many times. What's another word for this? Instead of running off to a thesaurus, ChatGPT can give you, here's five, five alternatives, which, you know, this one could appeal to this one might, might appeal because of that, you know, choose which one feels the best for you with what your message is, you know? And it's just like, it's so fast, you know, haven't you noticed? I'm sure you have. You just barely put a period at the end of the sentence of your prompt and it's already off and running. You know, you're not even there yet yourself because it's down the page, right? And it's already there waiting for you. It's amazing. It, really I, I have noticed that. And I'm also, I had these smug moments, Tina, where I give it a prompt and it has to take a while to think about it. Do you find <laughs> that as well? I think I find it in four. ChatGPT <laughs> four is slower than three, but it's about 10 times more powerful also yeah so it's more creative and it tends to want uh it's more willing to argue with you <laughs> which actually is a good thing you know when you want to weigh out the, the, the you know i've correct i've said no here's why i think we should say this instead oh good point tina when you point that out it makes sense because you know, it'll tell you why it made sense you know it's just i find it like just this powerful i think of it as a collaborator i think of it as an assistant i don't think of it as i'm talking down to it and i don't think of it as above 
me, I feel like we're on equal ground here. We're having a conversation and, and it's a mutual exchange. I think that's a really great way. And I think it's just going back to the little thing, even though we're laughing about it, saying please and thank yous. Like, why wouldn't you just keep practicing the things that you were doing in a, in a real world environment anyway? Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, I was going to ask you some. Actually, I have a challenge for you, Tina. Uh, you might have seen on my LinkedIn profile, it says somewhere along there, world's best courage coach or courage coach, if you're pronouncing it in American. And one yeah, for of a minute, the, I thought we were talking about horse and buggy just for a minute. <laughs> that's that's why I had to change it, right? <laughs> and one of the things that I have had quite a lot of success in uh, recently is is uh, creating the spark, maybe to help potential authors become authors. So I wanted to, to share something really quickly with with regards to your book, and I, I don't want to tell you what to do, but I know that your book would be fantastic. Um, who would write, who's the dream person to write the forward for your book? Oh, Myron. He was going to. Colin was going to write the forward for it, but um, have you ever heard of, like, someone you might not have ever heard of, Clotaire Rapai would be really good. Have you know who, all you, Clotaire Rapai, have you ever read his book? No, how do you spell that? It, he's French. So I think, oh my goodness. Uh, C L O T A I R E R A P P A. I I can't quite. I'm not quite getting it. I'm just sitting here like this. But I found it. yeah, C L O T A R E R A P P A. Yeah, he's just got this the culture code. He's got it's one of my favorite marketing books, and a lot of people have never heard of it. But he really just dials into that's. He started off as a neuroscientist, and then he went into marketing. So, you know, great, great combination in my estimation. And okay. uh, just uh, why people do what they do and what is that cultural deep-seated belief that we have about certain, th what things represent and how we incorporate that into the marketing. And he had a whole thing about Jeeps and we're big Jeep folks, even though they're not particularly comfortable and they've gotten ridiculously expensive, but we love Jeeps. And uh, back in the day when Jeeps were more military oriented, they had square headlights and, they, and Jeep was not doing very well selling them. And they brought him in to analyze, I'll make the long story short, he thought a Jeep represented the West and the American culture. And what he then embodied the West was freedom. And what embodied freedom in the West was horses, horses running free and horses eyes are round, not square. And he told Jeep, make your headlights round. And they did. And that... That was it. Sales went wow. skyrocketing over this one change, this one change. And uh, there's even t-shirts that say real Jeeps have square headlights. You know, <laughs> this goes all into the whole Jeep culture too. But but um, I just think the way he thinks about marketing is really fascinating. And so I would love, it'd be an honor to have someone like that write it forward for me. Hey, do you know this man? I do not. I've never met him. So um... he's not your internet marketing crowd guy. You know? <laughs> so yeah. One one of the other things that I teach as well, Tina, is this is pretty. There you go, Cole. It's going to be a cold call, isn't it? How, how do you know? I'm picking up the vibe. I'm picking, careful what you think, because sometimes you know I just kind of know. <laughs> I think your your quantum mechanics and our, our tubules are very closely aligned. If I'm trying to explain quantum mechanics, tubules, well, I like that. tubules. My point is, is that, and I know you know this, but I would love to see, I would love to read your book 
and and maybe as an idea you could you could negotiate with Myron. We're talking about Myron Golden here, folks. If you haven't heard about him, you need to get on YouTube afterwards and check him out. M Y R O N Golden is that if you say to him, Myron, I have a commitment that if I do not present the first draft to you by the end of the year, that you have to not write the forward for my book. Yeah. And give yourself the incentive to just get it done because it will help a lot of people. And just that, just even how we went down this random thing, sharing that knowledge with regards to these books is incredibly helpful to people in this space. Because, you know, there's how many, how do you know? Here's a question for you that may not be an answer. How do you know someone's talking, knows what they're talking about when they're talking about things like ChatGPT? I think, how are they using it? What's their experience? Um, if certain terminology, like if they say, well, we'll teach you to be a prompt engineer, I'd go the other way. Because really, a prompt engineer probably lives in Silicon Valley, and they're speaking a language to computers that we are not going to comprehend. We mere folks of regular life here. And that you're not going to learn to be a prompt engineer. You know, you may learn how to really construct powerful prompts, be you know, a creator of prompts for your communication with ChatGPT. So, you know, sometimes it's that they just get on the bandwagon 30 seconds after we heard about chat GPT. Have they done anything with it? Have you been, have you experienced them in any way on a call, on a summit, on a, a zoom call in, in their own trainings, you know, anything like that? I think just, and also trust your gut, you know, really trust that inner guidance of, is this just a fly by night jump on the bandwagon or is this someone that really, you just, you can, tell that they're digging in more deeply than the average person might be with this. And, and I think maybe a little experimentation, you might take a look and say, oh no, no, very superficial and, uh, and see what you get. I just think anyone that says, here's 2000 prompts, one of them will work for you. You know, this kind of stuff, it's just really superficial blanket statements. And um, it's really more about the finessing for your particular market even, and, and uh, understanding how we think as humans and how we need to, to make that connection like do they is, is that important to you anyone you know as you're looking at it or is it just sort of hit and run marketing or you see what i mean or is it going more deeply yeah. Yeah. well one of the things that really resonated with me tina was your your website and here's here's a free here's a free tip for everyone out there because there was no way i was bringing you on tina and and throwing a hypothesis at you and getting you to create copy for it, right? I wouldn't do that to you. Folks, you need to go to tinalorenz.com and be inspired by how beautiful the copy is on that website. Because going back to what you were saying earlier, Tina, about being open and transparent and, and, and integrity, it's exactly how you come across there. And I was reading it and I was like, I could, I was having these, these emotional feelings being drummed up which is the power of the copy and i'm like i need a i'm going to copy that and go through it and and if you don't mind well no but like but you already you, told me so <laughs> use it use it in a way because i that's how i feel but wasn't necessarily able to articulate with my own stuff if that makes sense yes and you just it put it sense. into words that i it makes sense yeah it's it's going that the deeper levels right and so like i have a mastermind where i teach i, I call it powers uh, patterns of persuasion and so it's it's sort of nlp like but it's like how do we incorporate these things with 
integrity and, and still sound like us? You know, how do we incorporate that in? And what ChatGPT now does is help us do that even with even more depth. And, we're, and I also would say we're almost always going to be adding something to whatever ChatGPT gave us, you know, that refining. I mean, I have been, I asked ChatGPT to help me um, completely redo my LinkedIn about page. And I think I'm probably a daily visitor to my own LinkedIn about page and tweak, 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 you know, one more word, one more way. Or, and the thing is the output from ChatGPT is going to be different every time too. It's not going to say it the same way every time. Have you noticed? And so you can yeah. come back to it and, and ask, give it the same prompt a second time and it's going to give you new output. Now, if you go too many times, you can kind of fatigue. You start losing some of the um, effectiveness or sharpness of the output. It just kind of seems to tone down a little bit. But if you have a separate conversation, you're going to have to remind it of the first conversation because it doesn't remember cross-reference to another conversation. So stay in the same line of that conversation. But nevertheless, I've, been, I've done multiple tweaks of my LinkedIn about page with ChatGPT and just refining it even more, like explaining again, let me add this to why I'm doing it this way. And this is what I want you to pretend while you're, uh, that you are in this capacity while you're looking at what I wrote. And then I'm giving it what I wrote and saying, what do you think? <laughs> and it's like, well, this is amazing because of this, this, and this. If you don't mind, Tina, here's one more suggestion. If you wanted to add one more thing, it would be this. And this is the kind of refining process that you can do with ChatGPT. So, but it starts with the human. That's what I'm just going to keep saying. Starts with the human and your own thoughts. And the, if you start with your own brain first, you can't go wrong, right? And if you already have copy, you already have something, and then start talking about it with ChatGPT, you're going to find out how much faster uh, it can be you um, amplified and you only better kind of a thing, which is something my clients have said to me when I write for them. And that's it, it can help you do that for yourself as well. How do people get a hold of that the application to the mastermind, Tina? Uh, just just right now, I kind of put a lot of stuff in the back burner because I was doing something else earlier this year that turned out to not be the greatest choice I've ever made. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes we have those moments in our own business and I'm going to be completely overused word, transparent and say I've had a moment like that myself. But um, so I kind of put the back, put it on the back burner, but ready to ramp back up again. So just get in touch with me at Tina at TinaLorenz.com. Very easy to remember that or through my website, TinaLorenz.com. There's a form on there they can fill out. Um, they can find me on LinkedIn, any social media at the Tina Lorenz. That's uh, my social media handle on all across the board. And happy to just have a conversation with someone if they're interested in exploring more about how that would work. And and if you're a booking, if you're a, um, a booking agent for your company looking for a, an incredible speaker, um, I presume there's, there's the occasional space in your calendar for the right client where you can go and do some in-person stuff or some virtual stuff as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, things about motivation as well because my story is, is littered with challenges. And so that I, and I really always teach from the perspective of my own experience, you know, of what I've experienced in life and how, how that was overcome, how I moved past that. And so there's that aspect, but I love marketing. I love copywriting. I love chat GPT. And I love bringing that, the intersection of that all together with the technology and the heart and the soul and the spirit of, of who we are and how anyone from a one person business to a corporation can be incorporating this into what they're doing and why they should. Because I, I want to say one last thing, if that's okay, because people have said, oh, well, you know, it's going to put copywriters out of business. Uh, is that true? And I would say, well, maybe <laughs> because if you don't learn about this, if you can't even have a really halfway informed conversation 
about this with potential clients what your and form an opinion about it one way or the other. Um, if you absolutely refuse to even look at it, you may find that you're starting to kind of get left behind of what's actually happening. This isn't going away. You know, this is not going to get um, less skilled. It's going to get more so. But it's again like the hammer. It's knowing where to tap and how. And that's how you start to bring, you continue to bring the value of what you do to your clients because you understand the whole uh, tapestry of how it all works together and how you make it work in the best possible way for your clients. Well, Tina, this has been um, incredible. I can't believe how time, uh, fast time has gone. I can't either. <laughs> do you say you read books or listen to them more so? I Both. I mean, my office is an embarrassing array of books all over the place with notes sticking out of them, but I also like to listen, so I do both. Well, do you know what I would love? Um, we'll, we'll talk about this afterwards. This is my book. This is the... <laughs> cool. You got the key. <laughs> and it you know you, you talk about a divine download earlier with regards to coming into this this writing copywriting space this was exactly that and it's really fascinating we have a super amount in common much more than i ever imagined um and i i know i know more about you than you do about me but i would love to if you're interested in reading it and hearing your thoughts and potentially using some of the because it's all in storytelling it's not mm -hmm. any statistics or anything really um inspiration for your own book because i think the success that i've been able to have in really deeply connecting with the right people is openly sharing the adversities from a place of strength yeah. and and it, it's a natural polarizer of the people that i want in my life and the ones that that don't want the best for me so Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I really believe it's both attraction and, and repelling at the same. You want to do both with your marketing and your messaging. You don't want everybody. You want exactly. the right thing. Exactly right. Now we kind of went about it, but tinalorenz.com folks, you need to get there. Um, when you get your new thing, Tina, just let us know. We'll update the show notes as well. Do you have any one last thought for our amazing audience before we wrap it up? I think just if you're even considering whatever you're considering in your business and your life, I mean, you just need to do it, right? Because time is going by. doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter where you live. All of those things are inconsequential. It really starts right here with the messages that you're telling yourself about what's possible for you and what's, uh, that you have really a calling to whatever your message is, whatever your, your thing is that you need to get out there in the world, the impact you need to make. Somebody's waiting for it. And it's up to you. It's your obligation, really moral obligation to deliver. So um, don't wait. You need to just be a lifelong learner and begin, even if you don't feel ready. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tina Lorenz. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me today. This has really been fun. And uh, boy, you kind of, yeah, that. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best 
podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.